The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I have a great guest for us today, but first and foremost, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Uh, you can find the link to that in the description of every episode of this. I have hats, t-shirts, uh, hoodies, coffee mugs, you name it, I have it there. Uh, if you're a new user, you can sign up with the promo code WELCOME and get 5% off of your first purchase Uh, Once again, that's the promo code WELCOME to get 5% off of your first purchase at the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. That being said, my guest today is coming to us all the way from California. He is a teammate, a former guest of the show and big friend of the show, Blake Perry. It is Terrence Wrong Turn Saturn joins the show. Terrence, thanks for joining, man. Thank you for having me, man. And what's going on? Hey, hey, not a lot, man. Hey, I'm super pumped to talk to you. I, I, uh, you you're breaking up a little bit there. I think we got a bad Hello? connection. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. There's like a... There's like- yeah, I can hear you. My right. bad. There was like a delay. Sorry about yep. that. No, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, the wonderful world of technology. Uh, I always say technology is great when it works. So <laughs> we get it here, having to do most of these interviews via Zoom and everything like that. So no worries there. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into MMA. Um, well, well, first off, my name's Terrence. Um, I was born and raised in Fairfield, California. I started wrestling when I was nine years old. And then not too long after I started wrestling, I watched my very first UFC fight. And um, I I thought it was hella cool. And I always, 
you know, wanted to try it out because I was like, you know, it's, I would, I would like to, to do that one day. And like, as a kid growing up, like, you know, obviously like you always have, you know, like everybody always asks you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that was always something that was in the back of my mind, but it was kind of something that I was like a little bit shy to tell people because how can you tell somebody when you're like nine or 10 years old, like when you grow up, you want to be a prize fighter, you know? So like when I, you know, like when I, I, I wrestled all the way through high school and then I took a little break from training a little bit after I, I graduated. And uh, when I was 23, I took my very first boxing, kickboxing and jujitsu class. And not too long after I took those classes, I took my very first MMA fight and I never looked back since then. Hey, that that's great. I mean, I I think every kid when MMA and U, the UFC finally came about was dreaming of being a UFC fighter or a, a mixed martial artist. I I did too. Uh, I just didn't have the the willpower to to pursue it. Um, I did get a black belt in Taekwondo, and that's what kind of got me starting to think about doing. You know, MMA and mixed martial arts because they actually had a uh, jujitsu coach come in for a month and teach us that too as well uh, while doing Taekwondo. And it, it was interesting, but I also thought that football and swimming was a, a better <laughs> better avenue to go. Looking back, I probably should have, probably should have stuck with the the Taekwondo and everything like that. But um, it's it's great. I, I I love the sport of MMA. I've actually gotten my wife into the sport of MMA uh, six years ago, and I still remember that day. Uh, she was making dinner, and I just found like an old UFC classic was on. I was like, I have nothing else on. I'll I'll put this on till till dinner's ready. And she she had come in. I can't even remember who what card it was or who was fighting, but. She was like, oh, well, what are you watching? And I told her, oh, it's the UFC. It's it's mixed martial arts. She's like, well, what is that? I was like, in layman terms, it's a cage fight. It's it's a big street fight. They put two brutally tough guys in a cage and say, have at it. And she I, she kept coming in. And next thing I know, she's sitting there. I'm like, you're, no, you're going to probably burn dinner, right? She's like, I don't care. This is bloody as hell. I love it. Like, And since then... We've been watching it every Saturday night. We know it's UFC fight night, so it's great. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, my girlfriend, actually, um, she, she, um, she, she, she's been, she trains to, but, like, she's, like, super new now to like knowing that we'll watch fights together and all that all that stuff i was gonna say so i was saying i didn't know if you were here yeah i got got you here uh, i was gonna say we cut a little bit of that your girlfriend's kind of getting into it now it sounds like what you were going there that was going to be my next question i would say do you have a significant other and how does she feel about you being you know a fighter yeah, I do. Uh, I have a girlfriend, and uh, she she loves it. You know, like um, like I said, she she trains at the gym too. She's been training at the gym for a few years now too. She takes the boxing and kickboxing class. So like, instead of uh, arguments, you know, we'll kind of just glove up and like <laughs> settle our differences that way. <laughs> Knuckle up. We're gonna settle this old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's- pretty much. That's phenomenal. Now, I know we were talking a little bit about it before we started recording here, but um, 
MMA has not always been what you were doing. You said you just left a day job uh, about two years ago. So what did you do before uh, getting into full-time professional MMA? I worked for this company called uh, Torre Advanced Composites. We're like, uh, um, we manufactured like aerospace parts. Like we made like helicopter parts, rocket parts. And then we were like uh, government contracted too, so we would make it was cool. It sounds it sounds cool, and like you would think that like we got paid a lot, but we didn't really get paid like, <laughs> a lot. Of, you know, get, it was all right though. It was cool. getting paid more to fight than you are to make rocket parts. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So. Take me through now, uh, two years ago, you, you left your day job now, you're a full-time fighter. Take me through a little bit. You said you fought for a new promotion, A1 Fighting, I believe you said it was. Uh, take me through a little bit of that and how that's been going for you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, man, I, I, I remember talking to my coach, uh, Anthony Sonny Ramos, and I was like telling him how I do. I want to pursue this full-time. And uh, he has this this saying, and he's always he says it to everybody. He's like, "Just quit your job and train for life," because the gym that we train at is called Train for Life, right? And he's just like, "Dude, just quit your job and stay in my ear with it." And one day, I, it was a uh, my fight camp for my sixth fight, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck this, dude!" Like, because uh, of the the shift that I was working, it was like. 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then I trained from like 6.30 to 9. And then I probably wouldn't go to sleep. I would miss like 11.30 or, or midnight. And then I'd sleep for like three hours and then have to go back to work. And it was, it was just brutal, you know. And like during during that fight camp for my sixth fight, I was just like, you know what? Win or lose, I'm, I'm just going to like, fuck it. I'm just going to pursue this full time. I'm going to dive straight in. And uh, after that, after that happened, coronavirus decided to take a shit on the whole entire world and fucking shut everything down. And um, it, there was no events going on. And um, um, like, like I said, you know, like the gym closed down for a second. So like I quit my job and then like everything shut down and I was like, shit, like maybe I chose the wrong time to follow my dreams and. But luckily, you know, a couple, like a year and a half after I ended up finally getting another fight, um, actually that was my first loss as an amateur. And a couple of months after that, I fought uh, again in Visalia um, for five, five, nine fights. I ended up winning that. I won their belt. And then a couple of months after that, I won, uh, I fought again for five, five, nine fights uh, for the state title. And that was, that was uh, the goal of mine as an amateur. Like when when I when I uh, started fighting as an amateur, I heard that there was a state title, and like I said earlier, like I, I was a, I wrestled in high school, and I like really really wanted to be a state champ, and I hella didn't even come close to becoming a state champ. So when I started fighting as an amateur, I heard that there's a state title, and I was like, hey, well, this has got to be my second chance, man. Like you don't get a lot of second chances in life, so. I, you know, that was one of my goals as an amateur. And, um, after I won the state title, I was, I was, uh, that was my ninth fight. I was eight and one. 
And I was like, you know what? I think it's, you know, it's time, it's time to, to make the jump from amateur to pro. And, uh, I fought in May, May 29th, the day before my birthday, actually, um, was my professional MMA debut. And I, I fought for A1 combat. Um, it was on UFC fight pass. That was hella cool. Um, and then, you know, like Herb Dean was my referee. It was just a lot, a lot of things kind of fell into place, you know, like when I decided to, you know, make the jump to pro and like quit my job. The only thing that, that kind of like set me back was coronavirus. But after, you know, things kind of settled down and, and, uh, yeah, here I am now. Hey. Living out my dream, manifesting my dreams. That that's awesome. I know, uh, just like you, coronavirus did take a shit on the entire entertainment world in in general. You know, uh, back when it happened back in March of 2020, um, I've told the story a couple times on here. But I was actually talking with managers and agents to become a full time stand up comic, and. It was about to happen. We were about to send the paperwork over. I was about to quit my day job and pursue comedy full-time. And not a day after uh, everything shut down, I messaged the guy and was like, hey, when can we expect that paperwork? And he was like, hey, man, you know, unfortunately, with coronavirus, you don't have that big of an online presence right now. So it's going to be a no from us. So it, like, completely set me back nine years to in comedy because i mean unfortunately unlike fighting comedy you know you have to get on stage multiple multiple times the i've seen guys in the ufc and fighting it's like oh this is his third fight but it's his professional debut and he's two and oh now he's fighting you know in a1 combat bellator getting a chance dana white saw something and liked him in the ufc and to get that chance unfortunately you have to get on stage Hundreds and hundreds of times as a comic and hope and pray the right person is at that show to to get your name out there. Uh, and it really set me back, but doesn't stop me from I'm one of those people. If I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm chasing it as hard as I possibly can. And that's what I've been doing. That's where this podcast came from. And, uh, you know, I, I really want to call that guy back and be like, so remember when you said I didn't have that much of an online presence? Um, I now have a show that is heard in 35 countries and is over 755 cities across the world. So to say I didn't have an online presence to, to roll the dice on, on an up-and-comer, like, you kind of fucked up, man. Like, that's what, kind of where I'm at. Like, that's... And do you carry a similar mindset like that every time you step into the octagon? We'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I thought you were going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day. <laughs> starting at the tail I mean, and just ate a little bit. Then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of we're an acceptable talking about scenario. A feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe. It could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> Um, 
Not necessarily, no. I mean, like, the mindset that I, like, because um, a lot of people are always, like, um, like, oh, you know, you're, you're putting it down for the city. Um, you're, you're, you're putting it down for our people and this and that. And like, um, I always feel like, like I'm, I'm flattered when people say that, but like, I always feel like I'm just really just going out there and doing it for myself. And like, as far as like the following, like it's, it's, it's weird, man. Like, um, cause I'm, I'm me in that's, that's a, that's what race I am. I'm me in. And like, there's not, not, not very many Mian fighters, um, or any at all, really. And, um, so the, the Mian community is like super, super small and like, like, um, everybody kind of knows each other, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and, um, once, once, <clears throat> once everybody found out that I was a fighter, they all kind of jumped on board and was like, yeah, man, we're like, we're, we're with you and this and that. And like, that, I thought that was kind of cool. And, um, overnight, like, every single time I fight, like, overnight, I'll have like, my, my followers will like on, uh, on my, my social media will jump up to like a hundred more followers and, uh, they're all me and people, you know, and like they're luckily they're, they're super, super supportive. And, um, yeah. So, um, as far as like the following, like, yeah, that's my following. Um, I, I just feel like I'm more so representing myself, you know, I get it. Uh, that's kind of what, you know, you kind of got to do everything that, you know, that makes you happy nowadays, you know, and, and just who cares what everybody else is, else is thinking in that. And I've told jokes and I've told a couple of coworkers, you know, some of them like, you don't care to say that on stage. I was like, I don't give a shit who's in the crowd and if they like it or not, they paid money to come and see a comedian. They know some off the wall shit's about to be said. Like, I, I kind of feel like that when like I people hear that I you know I, I love the MMA community mixed martial arts and everything like that and people are like you watch that that brutal sport I was like check it out like just give it a chance and really look into what it actually there's a lot of technical things that go into to being a mixed martial artist it's not just you know two grown men or even grown women now in in, in the ring just beating the piss out of each other for 15 minutes. I mean, as much as it, it seems like that sometimes, but if you really dive into it, it's a fantastic sport and really one that's really on the rise a lot more uh, nowadays because when COVID hit, Dana White still had fight USC Apex, you know, everybody was there, no crowd, nothing, but they were still televised. So I feel like with your industry, it's a great, opportunity for anybody even younger fighters now people like you said nine ten years old thinking maybe hey maybe this is something i might want to do you know check it out for sure because it's it's a great one it's a great workout i've seen people like professional football players do mma workouts and mixed martial art workouts to train for their season if that doesn't tell you that it's a great workout if professional football players and basketball players and everybody else are doing these workouts I mean that that just tells me right then and there that you know it's it's something that everybody can get behind. I mean, hell, there's even a women's league now. You know, there's the the women's side of everything too as well. How did you feel when you heard that you know there was going to be a women's league and the women's uh, title and everything like that? Did that sway you anyway? No, no, hell no. I thought I thought that was cool, man. Like I'm not I'm not uh, one of those people that. 
think that, you know, like, men are better than women or anything like that, you know, like, uh, I think it'd be a fighter, like, you know, like, who the fuck is to tell you, like, you can't do that, you know, like, there's, you know, I'm definitely for it, man, I'm, uh, there's, there was no, I thought, actually, uh, I think that's kind of hot, actually, to be honest with you, bro, <laughs> like, yeah, you're a chick and you fucking want to fight, like, that's fucking sexy, man, like, you know, that's me though. That's just me. My bad. I, I, no. might, I might be kind of kinky like that. I don't know, but I think that that's just kind of yeah. hot. No, you're good. I just, when I asked that question, I had to ask that question. I mean, it, it's just what I ask every fighter and everything like that. The This is the first time my wife has been around when I was talking to a, a fighter. The death stare I was getting. When I asked that question, and, and I just heard, I wish you fucking would. Like, <laughs> my wife, for anybody who's newer listeners, and for you, she's this little five foot two Irish woman, like, that will eat your soul with her words. I mean, she can fight, she can stand up for herself, but she will eat, she'll, she'll crush anybody. I've seen her main, make grown men cry using just her words. It's phenomenal oh to me. It, it's the it's the best thing. People are like, you're gonna let her talk to her, let him talk to her like that. I was like, just watch, man. This is gonna be entertaining. You might want to get your phone <laughs> out. This is gonna be good because yeah, she just she doesn't care, and it's phenomenal to me. And honestly, you know, I, I was glad that when the women's UFC came out. I mean, I thought it brought a whole new aspect to the sport in general. And man, you know, I, I was watching it when it was Ronda Rousey just kind of running the running the women's division. Now uh, Amanda Nunez just just completely <laughs> yeah. My wife just goes whew. Uh, when I said <clears throat> Amanda Nunez, you know, just watching these women do it, it's it's phenomenal and it's super entertaining. I've gotten to the point now where I look for what women are on each card, just because I <clears throat> know. It's gonna be a phenomenal fight when I see that. Do you uh, do you notice any fan shift when there's women fights on your cards that you've been on, or is it pretty much consistent across the board for you? Uh, what do you like fan like, shift? Is, like the, is there more fans in the stands when 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 there's women on the card, or is it just kind of the the fights are and the fans are what they are? Uh, it's it's pretty well balanced, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been on a couple of cards where there were some some girls on it, and like um, the the people love it, you know. The people the people love that shit. Um, like the and then to be honest with you, man, like the girls go out there and they fight harder than the dudes most oh, of the yeah. time, you know. So like, yeah, the people love that. People love yeah. them. There's been so many times when I, I I see the women walk out, they get in the cage, and I just look at my wife. I go, I would run from her in a dark alley. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way I would square up. Like, I don't know who's squaring up to this woman, but damn, like, no. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that'll be the last mistake you ever make to to, to a woman. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, I know you said your, your girlfriend has been training. Has she been thinking about, uh, making the jump to getting into actual, uh, fighting or is hers more for like maybe a self-defense type of thing? It's, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like she takes it obviously to learn like self-defense, but then she, um, she had a goal. She has like a, a goal where she wanted to do what's called a, uh, like a point kickboxing event and like, um, 
that's pretty much like a, so a point PKBs, the point kickboxing is like, it's like a, a level below amateur. And like, okay. like you go out there, it's like a, like kickboxing rules. It's like a no, it's like a no knockout rule. And which, which by the way, like every single PKB that I've been to, they say that there's a no knockout rule, but there's always somebody that fucking gets knocked out. And it's just fucking, it's like, it's pure comedy to me. Like, no knockouts and then fucking like you you see like later on that day somebody gets kicked in the head and they're fucking out uh but yeah she she uh she wanted to do one of those uh point kickboxing and like i said it's like a level below amateur it's like a entry level like kickboxing event that you can go through go to and like participate in if you want to kind of get your feet wet and you want to uh see see where how far you can take it or how far you want to take it Cause some people like they go to the, the these PKBs and they're like treating it like like it's like the fucking Olympics like they're about to get paid for this and stuff like they're gonna get a like they're gonna get a like they're representing their country getting a gold medal and stuff and you know like I said it's an entry level and then right above that there's an amateur Muay Thai uh, level and then obviously after the amateur it's professional so that's something that she wanted to do she was actually getting ready to do one. Uh, we just went to Santa Cruz last weekend for a PKB. Uh, we had about like six people go out there. Everybody fought really, really well. Everybody did really, really well. Uh, she ended up, my girlfriend ended up getting hurt though. She's had like these back problems since like college. Uh, cause she's like, she's an artist. So when she was in college, she took like a bunch of art classes. I think she like overloaded on it. And she was like, said that she was always in the library doing these projects. And then her back kind of, uh, it, it flares up and like gives her problems every once in a while. So when she was getting ready for it, maybe like a week and a half, two weeks out, it flared up on her and like, she was like barely able to walk. So I just told her, I was like, yeah, don't even sweat it. You know, like there's always going to be another time. There's probably going to be another one in September, <clears throat> late September. So, you know, don't sweat it. And, uh, she, she's cool though. Like she, she, she's doing better now, which I'm, I'm happy. Well, that, that's good. I mean, I hope to see that. Uh, for sure. I wish they televised those or find some type of streaming service because those sound phenomenal um, to watch. Um, but we are running down near the end of the episode here. Um, and I got to get this segment in because if I don't, uh, the manager of the podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone, will absolutely kill me. And that is the Fast Fitty Five. Five random questions from the wonderful manager of the podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone. And Terrence, I got to tell you, man, he sends me these like the day of recording, so I don't really get to read these. These don't have anything to do with what we've been talking about for the entirety of this show. So there's that. Uh, It's kind of rapid fire, but you can elaborate if you need to. So if you're ready, we can get started with the Fast 55. Yeah, man, go ahead, shoot. All right, question number one. Which is a better sport, NASCAR or tennis? Tennis. Okay. Tennis, yeah. I don't want to see everybody. I don't want to see these fools making a left turn every two seconds. I'd rather watch. Tennis is actually kind of dope, man. You got to have a good cardio for that, too. So, yeah, tennis. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Is popcorn overrated or underrated? Um, It's... It's underrated 
It's underrated. underrated. I like popcorn. I was just, I was actually just eating a shit ton of popcorn last night when uh, we were watching movies, actually. So yeah, it's definitely underrated. Put some furtakake in there. Shout out to Ugly Ricky. He put me on that furtakake on popcorn. That shit is fucking fire. Okay. I'll have to try that for sure. I love trying new things with food for sure. Uh, question number three. Would you rather have a, an alligator or a python as a pet? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, I would, man, an alligator. Pythons kind of creep me out. All right. With you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, an alligator. Yeah, yeah. I got to go gator for that one for sure. Question number four. Would you rather have, okay, wow. Would you rather have 100 days of 50 degrees and sun or 100 degrees and rain? What the hell? Yeah, I, welcome to the mind um, of my manager of this <laughs> podcast. Um, what, like, like it rains, it rains, it, but it, then it's, it's 100 degrees? It's 100 degrees and it rains and it'll be 100 straight days of that. Or a hundred straight days of fifty degrees and sunny. Oh man! Uh, I yeah. mean, I definitely like. I mean, I like it. I like the hot weather just because, like, I have like my best memories in, in my life. Like, we're in summertime, hanging out with friends, going swimming and stuff. So I just say the hundred degrees with rain, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a that was a rather confusing question uh, for sure. Yeah. That was the, yeah one of the tougher ones I've had to read here for you. Uh, last question here: Which is a better pool, the above ground pool or the in ground pool? Uh, I think the in ground pools are are better. Yeah. Just I don't know. Like it's it's just uh it doesn't look. I don't know. The above ground pools look kind of bulky, and it looks like it's kind of just. Eating up all the space, but then like the in-ground pools, they don't look they don't look like they're occupying that much space, but they are, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. That's yeah, me. <laughs> for sure. I definitely get it. That was by far the weirdest Fast Fifty Five we've had to do uh, in ninety-seven episodes. So that's the weirdest ones I've had to do by far. <laughs> And he comes up, I got to tell you, man, Fiddy uh, comes up with some off-the-wall questions. And there's always animals involved in every set of questions that I have to do in some way, shape, or form. There's always animals. It, it, I don't know what it is with with Fiddy and animals, but he has a little <laughs> bit of an exception. So, like I said, we are running down near the end of the episode. And Terrence, I do give every guest this opportunity so I'm going to give you the floor for about a minute. And if there's anything you want to promote, whether it's your gym, your fight career, or just a good message you want to get out there, uh, the floor is yours, my man. Oh, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for inviting me on and having me on your show. Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my gym that I train at, uh, Train for Life, my the team that I represent, Nobody MMA, uh, Team Seronio, Team uh, Saber Jiu-Jitsu. Um, wanted to give a quick shout-out to my coaches, Anthony Sonny Ramos, Brandon Madali, uh, Coach Devo, uh, Coach Thomas, um, my teammates, Blake, Caesar, Lino, uh, Houston, Amini, um, Canola, uh, Bobby, um, 
my girlfriend Nicole, to my my best friends uh, Stevo, JJ, Chetty. You know, uh, thank you guys for supporting me. Um, I do have a fight in September. If you guys, you know, it'll be also be for N one Combat. It'll, um, September third. Uh, Rooted Tribe Solution Supplements. Um, shout you out, man. Thank you for having me again on uh, on your podcast. Hey, not a problem, man. September third is your next fight, I believe. It kind of broke up a little bit there. Was it it's September third and it's A one Combat yeah, again? Yeah, September 3rd for A1 Combat again. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, check it out, you guys. It'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Um, hope you guys enjoy the show. Most of the time when I fight, um, they people usually enjoy it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> I will definitely uh, be, see. I will definitely be checking that out for sure, Terrence. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. Again, thank you, Terrence. As always, everybody, if you like the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell them anyways. They might like it just because you didn't. That is going to do it for me, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike, go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.